I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. How's it going, Ben? Good morning, Noah. Uh, how are you and your son? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is pretty big news. Just had uh, our second kid. It was three days ago now. But uh, yeah, it's it's still all fresh and new. I was pretty surprised <laughs> actually to have a boy because so we, we kept it a surprise. We didn't know if it was going to be a girl or a boy. Oh, nice. And uh, <laughs> our first was a girl. And I don't know, you just kind of... I'm not used to having a boy, so I was just like, oh, probably it'll be another girl most likely, but I was pretty surprised, <laughs> and I'm excited just because I, I definitely want to have a boy because it'll be fun to, you know, have that connection and teach a, a boy that, you know, I'm a guy, so there's, there's more uh, in common there, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it, but uh, yeah, it was, it was exciting. Nice, nice. Awesome, man. <laughs> Glad that yeah. all went, went well. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I'm so yeah, I'm kind of taking the next week or two a little easy. I won't have to go to my day job. Um, but I probably won't do much for support man either other than like these podcasts and maybe just uh keeping in contact with customers if they're reaching out or things yeah. like that. But I'll probably be on the down low a little bit, but it'll be nice. It'll be good to take some time and just kind of hopefully relax, focus on uh the new baby and helping my wife and however i can so yeah yeah i think that's the best thing to do and maybe maybe if you come back after two weeks you got five customers <laughs> maybe I mean, you never know <laughs> yeah maybe all we have to do is just wait just don't do anything yeah <laughs> I've, I've i've thought about that a little bit lately and uh, you know i I might have this this urge to do stuff but it might be a good idea to not do that much actually <laughs> Yeah, just just wait and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe you'll have some clear signals or clear ideas after that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. So, uh, apart from having a baby, <laughs> what have you done this week? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, haven't done much the last three days, but we did have uh, some time before that in our last recording that I did some things with Support Man. Um, so I guess, do you want to hear the good news or the bad news first? Ooh. Oh man, I want to hear them both. Maybe the bad first. <laughs> okay, bad news first. Um, <clears throat> so this was really disappointing. Uh, hopefully I can, I'm hoping that something will still come from it, but we'll see if you think that I did the right thing here too. <laughs> um, so basically my, my favorite customer who was on the trialing plan it was yeah, a, yeah. a bigger company they had like 25 support people i had like a video call with them and just really they seemed to really like the product and they had tons of good feedback and thoughts and so i was like oh man this is like a perfect company <laughs> it's even a company that i think intercom has done some like early access kind of stuff like early features with them and like i saw they even have like blog posts like almost like case studies on this company oh, nice. um, because they've worked with them. And so I, I just was like, oh, this is like the perfect company. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was pretty confident, like, okay, it seems like they really want to move forward with this. And so when they asked, when we had the conversation about price, I told them $100 a month. Yeah. Um, which I was like, okay, this would be great if I could get a company to $100 a month. Like that's kind of one of the goals pricing-wise that I want to be able to get to. <clears throat> And then I didn't hear from them for like six days. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and um, then they finally got back to me and basically said something around the lines of um, that the main reason they wanted to use support man was for the ratings and just seeing like if they were getting negative ratings and <clears throat> responding back to those their users yeah, with yeah. those negative ratings. And basically through using support man in the free trial, they realized that they really don't get that many negative ratings. Oh no. And that and so they said basically for them at this point it's not worth it to them to pay a hundred dollars a month um for that kind of main focus that they wanted with it. Yeah. Um basically because they're saying they're finding it's not necessary problem for them. But they were you know, they were really uh, positive, like saying like, hey, but, you know, if you add on more features and stuff, uh, definitely get back in touch with us because um, we'd be interested because they knew I was, you know, had a lot of plans for n- new things to build. And so, <clears throat> yeah, that was kind of disappointing because um, it just would have been a really good company yeah. to work with. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of the bad news. Uh, I was kind of down after hearing that. <laughs> um so what I decided to do, and this is what I'm wondering if you think is a good idea or not, is I, I emailed back, I just emailed back yeah. you last night actually, and basically said something along the lines of like, hey, um, to be honest, I was kind of just throwing $100 out there uh, because I wasn't really sure what a company your size would pay for. I, and I said like, I have some other companies I'm working with, but they're all smaller. And so, and then I said, like, I really, um, liked working with you guys and said that you are like the, the perfect kind of company for kind of the customer I want to work with. And so that being said, would you want to continue doing this, um, at $50 a month? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I basically cut the price in half and yeah, kind of my thought is, one, maybe $100 was a little high, possibly. Um, and I was kind of thrown out there thinking like, okay, if they don't like this, hopefully, you know, they would just come back with a lower number or something. We can find something yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, but then also like thinking like, you know, if I can get them to pay something, like this is, I think, really my target kind of company size and how they do things. And so I think it would be really valuable to have them on board to like you know, kind of get feedback from and things like that. And so that's why I'm, I'm hoping that would work. But at the same time, it is kind of like, is that bad for me to go lower and, and kind of like go back on? Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, what do you think about that? Oh man, that, that is a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I think it's kind of a bad framing to, <laughs> to be like hey yeah you can also get it f- cheaper than i initially offered um but mm-hmm. i totally get where you're coming from and i think if you did not offer that they would be out of the door anyway um right <clears throat> so i think it makes sense but at the same time now if they don't pick you up on that offer i would say don't take that too hard too much because right, they, right you know they might have made that decision regardless of if it's 50 or 100 bucks right right so i wouldn't put too much value on what they <laughs> what the answer is now um hmm. I, that's a very tough one i think um because you obviously f- don't want to like 
you basically want to sell based on the value that you provide for those people and they have a bigger team so they have they probably get more value out of it so i think going with 100 is a good idea and then after that reducing that to 50 makes it seem like you're not super sure about the value of the product but at the same time, I get why you did it. And I think because they were already, I mean, I mean, I would have expected just like, just when you told that right now, I was expecting that they would just like, if it's the pricing that they would just throw back uh, a lower number at you. Right, right. right. Um, so yeah, I, yeah I, I would have expected that. So I, it might actually not be the pricing for them. Um, yeah, I, I can see that for sure that it's not a pricing. I think it's... honestly I think I would have done the same <laughs> I would have at least asked if they would do it for a lower price <laughs> um yeah I mean I think I'm kind of in some ways I'm trying to tell them like basically this is kind of like an early access so yeah maybe it yeah. makes sense for it to be lower yeah I mean just just being honest with them and saying like hey I'm basically ma- <laughs> making up the prices as I go right now um yeah because at the same time like i i don't really understand the value necessarily (laughs) yeah yeah no it's a bet right Um, now and you're betting that this is what they would be uh, like what they would be comfortable paying um but then obviously like to them it looks like you're basically reducing the price it looks like huh it it looks a little weird maybe but yeah it's it's tough well the other thing is like I don't know. I, my thought at least was like, at least this is just, this is one company I'm working with and this is early on. So it's not like this will affect <clears throat> necessarily anything I'm doing in the future. Yeah. Um, like, so another thing that happened in the last uh, 10 days or so is I talked, I had a chat with the guy that was the head of platform at Intercom. He just left there, I don't know, a couple months ago, but he was basically in charge of all of the partnerships that intercom has oh, like yeah. on the app store and like yeah, he was yeah. in charge of the app store and things like that so he had just like a ton of good thoughts as well as he used to be in charge of i think he was like their fifth employee or something like that oh, so yeah. like he was in charge <laughs> of all of their customer support for a long time like hundreds of employees so he knows a ton about customer support so he had really good thoughts about what i'm doing there too um, so that was really good, but yeah, one of the things he was kind of, he, w- he thought I needed to focus on more was really just like kind of finding the value, um, you know, not worry too much about, um, getting more people in, but just like talking to more people, even almost sounded like he, he thought I should do more, uh, customer discovery kind of stuff, like really just trying to find the value that people once um and he said like to do that like giving what i have right now for free just to those people just to get feedback from them would maybe be like a good way to get people in the door and talk to more people and so that's that was almost one of my thoughts with this like yeah yeah i didn't want to make it free for sure like i because i i do want to validate it in some way with them paying something um but i don't know i am kind of feeling like Really, I, I'm kind of in search of the bright spot right now um, and finding what's working and, you know, just trying out different features, talking to people. And so that's definitely the stage I'm in right now. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I think I do need to talk to some more people, really figure out what that is. Um, so, yeah, that that was a really good conversation with him. Um, really helpful. And, uh, yeah, that kind of brings me to the next thing I started doing a little bit more was just chatting with more support managers and stuff like that. Um, getting an idea of 
what things would be important to them. One of the ideas I've been kind of looking into that I think Slack could be helpful for alongside Intercom is helping like customer success people and support people be proactive. So like helping them to get back to, you know, just to reach out to their users, things like that. It's like one of the ideas I'm looking at is like reminders where they can just in Intercom quickly do like a reminder, like, Hey, I want to catch up with this user about this. And so, you know, in the future they can set what that is. And then I would just like remind them in Slack and give them some context. That's a good idea. I think. Yeah. So I was kind of like picking some, people's brains around that idea like do you know our customer success people are they using reminders all the time and using stuff like that so would it make sense for me to build that in and i think from from the people i've talked to so far like i think it will make sense it i don't know it's so hard talking to people to really gauge (laughs) you know what to do next um (laughs) sometimes uh yeah <laughs> you know it's it's just hard to get people's time to really pick their brain and understand their problems um but yeah so i think that's something i might go towards and just if i have time start building out a little prototype of that that i can test out just to kind of more so confirm those ideas um but yeah that's that's kind of some of the things i was working on and just trying to figure out um so yeah, that was, I, I guess that was the bad news and more. I mean, that was some more of the stuff I did. That was the bad news though. So do you, do you want to hear the good news? Hell yeah. <laughs> so the good news is that I got... Oh, did you hear that? Sirens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some sirens in your background. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the good news is that I finally gotten the new and noteworthy Ooh, nice yeah so <clears throat> that was exciting um so i'm actually if you go to like the intercom app store support man's actually on like the front page now nice um which is which is pretty cool and it will show up as like the first um app in the new and noteworthy so that's pretty sweet um they actually told me um, like a week ago, like, hey, we're going to add you to this next week. So I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> they, they finally are following through with this. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty sweet, man. <laughs> yeah. So kind of expecting that hopefully I'll be getting, you know, a jump in signups and stuff. I was like, all right, I need to just like uh, clean up some of my onboarding, <laughs> things like that. Just make this as as smooth as possible for hopefully more people coming through. S- slightly panicking. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I uh, kind of made like a, a like an installation page where after they install the app, it just kind of like makes it really clear what the next step is that they successfully installed, and then has like an FAQ that kind of shows kind of the next steps or if they run into anything, they can look there. Yeah, yeah. I saw um, that. That's pretty. So yeah, I built that. That's really good. Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun doing. Um, and to do that, I had to set up a kind of a new app. So that's actually on like a client side, uh, running Next.js with React. Um, and so that is basically going to be. Um, I guess in the future, I'll probably build more into that part of the app. Um, 
probably like settings and and maybe any like dashboard kind of stuff will be in that app. Yeah, yeah. And you know my my current setup is mostly just like Node.js backend that's interacting with Slack and Intercom. Um, but now I have kind of that second part. So kind of like set that stuff up and figured out how to um, start that app in a good way that um, I can continue that on in the future to add stuff on there. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, so that, I mean, that was pretty much most of my updates. Um, <laughs> I, so I think, oh yeah, it was kind of crazy. They added me to the Intercom App Store the day uh we went in because my wife was in labor (laughs) of course they did (laughs) yeah Uh, but i haven't really seen any uptick in signups from that yet so i was just gonna ask that curious yeah that's a little weird yeah i would have expected that to to rise pretty quickly actually you you cannot you cannot see how many people looked at it right no ah man (laughs) yeah I think I am going to update the app listing a little bit to just try to optimize some of the titles and, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. make it a little quicker to see what the like the features and benefits are. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, on the listing. But yeah, it's really hard to tell. Um, one of the ways I was able to tell before is I do have like a demo video on that intercom app listing. And so I could just see which views came from the intercom um, app store. And that's good. before I had like 50 views from Intercom and that hasn't gone up at all since, um, yeah, since they added me. So I don't know. We'll see. I think I should be on there and in the new, in new and noteworthy for like two months. So it's, oh, it's a pretty long okay. time. That's, that's which cool. Is, <laughs> yeah. So I think after this, I'll really have, you know, a better idea of like, what it's going to look like being on the intercon map store if that's really going to work and really yeah. be a, a good benefit yeah so i think I'll, I'll learn a lot and uh it will really help me guide kind of what to do next i think depending on how this goes yeah, yeah. over the next two months yeah i mean we you and i we both assumed that it would be kind of a big deal to be on that page it might turn out it's not that big of a deal actually um but it yeah but as you said if it's on there for two months it's way too early to uh to, to make any comments about that i guess um right so yeah i guess we'll yeah, see i mean kind of my yeah go ahead my thought is that companies are going to the intercom app store for two reasons one they have a problem they want to solve and they're going to look specifically for it so they're probably going to search for it or look in a category that they have that makes sense that lines up with their problem where new and noteworthy doesn't necessarily line up with that use case i don't think like it's just kind of people finding stuff where i think the second reason people go in there is they're a new intercom company so they they just started using intercom and they're like hey okay i can add some apps uh what is this and they're just gonna (laughs) those ones are probably more likely to look at the new and noteworthy and just kind of see what's available and just kind of check it out yeah that makes sense i don't know it'll be interesting to see um so i did Oh yeah, that just reminded me. I did get a new uh, sign up this last week, um, and and got to chat with this guy, and it seems like we could really have a good use case for him. Ooh, um, nice. 
He said they found us through the Intercom App Store by just searching for Slack. He was looking for a better Slack integration. So that's really cool to see. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. definitely one of the use cases I want to be there for. And he found Support Man. And um, when chatting with him over video, he, he kind of was telling me he really liked the metrics because basically uh, Intercom charges for... Basically, they give you the median like values for ratings or, or for times and things like that but they don't give you the average it's oh, a premium yeah. feature to get the average times or the min and max times and it's like an extra eight hundred dollars a month for companies to unlock that oh that's <laughs> <laughs> which that's i didn't know lot. this that's good and uh, he he told me that and he's like hey if you could just like <laughs> calculate this for me that would be amazing because we're not gonna pay for that premium yeah um, but if you did it and did it a lot cheaper like that would be amazing i was like i can i could probably do that <laughs> mm, that's a pretty strong case you should not tell that the intercom guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah huh. so i don't know if there's a lot more people that are wanting that like they're wanting their metrics that show some of the numbers like averages and things that they care about more that they're not allowed to get that tier uh but that was kind of interesting um yeah definitely so yeah all right well i'll I'll stop talking about <laughs> <laughs> all all the things uh how's it going with playgroup that was a lot of progress though for you know like having a kid and everything <laughs> yeah yeah i mean most of that was beforehand but yeah there's definitely some big <laughs> some big things happening yeah that still counts <laughs> um let's see so i did a lot of uh fixing small bugs on the developer side of things. Uh, I started building uh, out the API a little more. So you can now retrieve uh, with a public API key, which is kind of new. <laughs> uh, you can now retrieve mm. all the users. You can get uh, all the channels and the latest 100 threads. Um, that's kind of cool. So you could actually, what, what I'm planning on doing is uh, have like a map um, maybe even integrate that into the members area somewhere, like a map of where everybody's located in the forum, um, just so you get this little visual uh, where the community is spread. Um, That's pretty cool. You could always, I mean, you could obviously just grab with the API, just grab the JSON data and you know parse that and put it somewhere on on a Google map or whatever. So I'm not super sure how I'm going to do that, but uh, yeah, also build the um, a very rudimentary. Uh, write API so you can and you can basically now create a new uh, thread and a new channel and I will probably even let you create a new user uh, through the API um, so you're making an API for third party or other people to integrate or add on to yeah it's it's also for the people who run the community so they can um, I mean I mean if the API is done it will be easy for me to set up more integrations with zapier also like you could literally mm -hmm. like if you publish a blog post that could then trigger a threat creation or whatever um mm -hmm. so that offers a lot of opportunities in a lot of different areas i think um so the, the people running the community uh they are obviously also interested in getting getting their user data out of out of it um so that's good for them because it's literally just one curl <laughs> um yeah. or however you want to retrieve that and you get back nice JSON data on um, which you can use for other things. Um, so, so I see a, a more than just the 
one use case for it. Like building other integrations with it will be kind of cool. Um, I can also use that internally. Like I have this feature plan where you can schedule posts um, and I can then obviously just build some scheduling mechanism and then use the <laughs> thread creation API to do the actual thing. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, and I did get some more bug reports. Uh, there was some UI bugs, nothing really serious. Um, so I'm, pr I'm still pretty happy with how few real bugs there were so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the Mega Maker community is just kind of gliding along. People are using it. Yeah, some yeah. Some cool content's coming through. Yeah, yeah. S some suggestions on what you what, what I might want to add um, and some small issues, but nothing really huge, uh, like no deal breakers. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is always good, you know, like it's it's out there and it's on like above 300 people using it right now. <laughs> That's a lot of people. And I don't, you know, I'm still afraid in a way that there might be something I just didn't catch and nobody has seen so far. I might just mess the whole thing up and everything's gone. <laughs> and I have to, oh, no. you know, go back to like pull up a backup and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it doesn't seem to be that way. It's probably just me being a little uh, yeah. scared there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, good that nothing like that's happened. Yeah. So uh, one other thing that I was struggling with last week and the week before probably as well uh, was getting swamped with access requests. <laughs> so, yeah, so right. I did something about that. Um, I actually s tricked my users a little bit again, uh, just like with the, <laughs> with the sign up. Um, so what I did was I redirected the actual official registering route, which will later be used in the public signup, like in the self-serving version. Um, uh -huh. And I put that behind a different URL, like slash early access slash 16 digits code, whatever. Um, <laughs> and I just sent that out to everybody. And so I sent that out to like 37 access requests, which had piled up over the last weeks. That is a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And, uh, it actually worked pretty nicely. So I got like, f I don't know, 15 people of those already used that to register a community on their own and it just worked. <laughs> so that's, yes, that's pretty good. So the biggest advantage is that they are already testing the real signup flow for me <laughs> and i kind of yeah, you yeah. know like i have this confidence now that um this will work when i when i really open it up and at the same time it just saved me the creation of the demo accounts <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and actually they they all got the Trickster. same they all got the same link so i didn't even <laughs> like they could <laughs> theoretically create another playgroup with it right now uh, I shouldn't have said that, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think that was a really good idea because it kind of freed me of having to set up all the demo accounts. And after I sent out all those emails, I could literally feel that that weight being lifted from my shoulders because it was kind of, it was kind yeah. of holding me back because it was blocking my whole progress in a way. Like, it just felt that way. So that was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> And at the same time, it's like something you were going to have to build at some point anyways. Yep. The onboarding and sign-up flow. So. Yeah. So I, I triple-checked that. I actually <laughs> <laughs> I created five dummy communities just to make extra sure that when I send that out, that it will actually work. 
Um, and actually, some of the people, they, they were so nice. They actually replied to me like, oh, hey, thanks for setting this up. And some others actually <laughs> <laughs> sent over some feedback uh, immediately. So that was really great. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did it that way uh, because now when I really open yeah. it, I got this confidence that it will work and that's good. <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. uh, right now I have around, um, I, I still this week, it's Thursday and I got four more access requests. <laughs> so they're still wow. rolling in and it's unbelievable in a way. Um, that and, is, that's great. I think I have around 40 to 50 active trials right now and in the email i said that i would check back with them in two weeks and then they would basically have to decide whether they want to you know like continue using it or not um mm -hmm. and i was thinking that maybe on saturday like a week after now i should check up on those who did not register and uh you know like send out a reminder maybe a personal one because it's just half of the list now <laughs> um so yeah. that's doable i guess and just ask if they just uh, didn't find the time, if they just need more time for it, or if I, you know, like if I can do anything to get them into the trial. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, but so overall, I'm very happy. Um, I got two people who are very interested in using it, who seem to be ideal customers at this point. Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> at the same time. It is. At the same time, and that's kind of where my head's at right now. I'm still struggling with the whole positioning and it's still very mixed from the trialing users and those requesting access. Almost half of them, or may maybe less, are companies or people who want to use that as like a public facing forum who have certain needs like SEO and they want to be, you know, like they need a good search for it. Um, Mm -hmm. kind of want to use it as a support forum and then on the other hand and that's a little bit above 50 percent probably are those maker types just like justin who run private communities or you know like some kind of membership and they want to connect that forum to that they have, might have like a slack group running already which is always kind of cool because there's an integration for that <laughs> um yeah and so i am very torn between just focusing on that group because i am I, I i feel like i'm more gravitating to those people <laughs> like it's easier for me to get in touch with them i like what they do yeah. um and yeah especially for big companies for them it's just like a nice to have like the, the community part is just an addition to their main business and so they might not be that interested in it but at the same time, I'm super unsure if I should really just, you know, narrow down at this point and be like, hey, this is like forum software for, you know, like membership things, like for creators and people who run their own communities. Um, because it, it seems that it's kind of opposing in a way that when I focus on those people, I'm kind of excluding the bigger companies, right? It's like more right. small and niche and that might be a good thing, but I don't know. And I have no idea how I can figure out if I should do that or not. Um, so yeah, I was, I was yeah, renting. Well, I mean, yeah, go ahead. It's interesting. Cause I mean, at the same time, you, it sounds like you found these two different groups, right? You've kind of put them in these two different categories. So, I mean, that's at least pretty cool that you've, you've kind of put it down to two yeah. kinds of groups. And in some ways, like, 
I don't know, like maybe that's maybe it's okay if you if you have two groups. Like you're you're getting signups still from both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it's not broken, <laughs> and so maybe there's nothing to fix. Yeah, that's that's what um, I was referring to when we started the episode. Like maybe it's just a good idea to sit back and just don't do anything. Yes. Like just relax and see what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Um, but because I, I don't know, I I think maybe that. For my opinion, I think that would maybe be the right thing because at the same time, you know, you do have a lot of people coming through, but you haven't kind of finished that cycle yet. Like you haven't seen, okay, who actually ends up paying Yep. and which group pays more, which group could I possibly make more from, which would allow this to, you know, hopefully be a successful business. Yep. Yep. So I think maybe there is some more learning you can do there to really figure out which group is a better one. As well as like, you know, do you even need to niche down? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because it really could be something like eventually you could just build almost like two landing pages, like, <laughs> you know, two different kind of customers. Like, I, I don't know. I see lots of companies do this where they, they kind of, they have a more general landing page, which is their main one. And then from there, they'll have like a link to one for this kind of customer group, one for this kind of customer group that specifically talks to their, you know, the value points for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're you're kind of able to get both of them still. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, I don't know. It, it really depends. It's. I think that's a good idea. What's kind of bothering me is that those, because they are kind of opposing in a way, um, that, that plays out in basically everything that I will build in the future. Like if let's, let's say I focus on companies and they can have more than 2000 members uh, in their communities, then I would probably want to go and build stuff like single sign on. I probably want to have mm. all of them on a separate server at some point, because otherwise, you know, like if the whole thing goes down, every enterprise customer is, or, you know, like company is basically down like their forums. Um, so there are certain needs connected to each group, I feel, which are also opposing and which kind of dictate the stuff that I will build in the next months. Um, mm -hmm. So if it's a public facing support forum, you know, that would need to check against spam a little more uh, than private groups. Um, and yeah, just scalability yeah. is a huge issue, I think. Like if it's all just... Uh, communities in the like in the area or, or in the size category of mega maker where it's below a thousand people that's not a lot like that's a smallish community which can all like i can put tens of those on the same on the same server i would say um whereas when it's uh when it's a company with a bunch of users in their community I think I would need to approach that differently. So I was actually looking at DigitalOcean and actually set up something like a, a server there um, and figure out a way uh, to, where I could even take my one database per customer um, one step further and have like one droplet or one server <laughs> per customer. Um, yeah. And then just spin it up as they sign up, you know, just literally spin up a server in that second, everybody gets put on their own server and then it's just routing to the right server address, basically. Uh, that could be a way to go if, if you want to focus on companies, because then if one server goes down or something happens, everybody else is not affected from that. Um, I mean, that would also be kind of cool to have for, <laughs> for smaller comp for, for smaller communities, but it's, I don't know, like I feel the needs 
are so different for those two groups that it would be kind of cool to know right now which one you want to focus on. And also because mm -hmm. the marketing and the like the messaging that I put on the landing page would vary so so much. Like, am I right. targeting companies? Is my pricing somewhere starting at 200 bucks? Or am I trying to, you know, like support those um, like from the bottom up and see if I can grow with people building communities? Um, who are just starting out. Um, it's, yeah, so it's it's kind of, I, I feel like I'm very torn between those two directions. And as you said, I might not even have to make a decision. Maybe it's the best just to sit and, you know, talk to both groups and learn as much as I can about both groups. Mm -hmm. But it's just a tough spot, I feel. <laughs> yeah, and <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, there's so many levers and different sides to this question <laughs> yeah i mean there's you know there's the thing like you're what you're just talking about the things that you have to build that are different possibly there's the market like like which market is better for a new company that you're building right now there's also which kind of customers do you like working with better do you like selling to better which which ones are going to make more money <laughs> or, or actually you know be profitable yeah for play group and there's, yeah, there's so many unanswered questions that, yeah, it does seem like, you know, just kind of trying it out with both for a little bit could maybe help you kind of make that decision better. Yeah. So so if I was following just my gut feeling, I'd say just find more people like Justin, uh, just people with their own membership sites or courses or, you know, school things. <laughs> um who, who are kind of looking for their uh, longer form uh, f forum thingy for their community. That, that's probably what I would, would go with right now, but that's just gut feeling because I feel like I can reach those people and I can relate right. to what they're building. Um, and I like what yeah, they're building. Sure. <laughs> um, well, and at the same time, at least from a market standpoint, like I don't understand the market completely, but it does feel to me like on the internet over the last year or two, small communities like what you're talking about have kind of blown up in a way like i don't know there's just you know a lot of people talking about wanting to start those on indie hackers and other places where it feels like that's kind of a a new and a market that's growing yeah where like company communities uh i don't know like i definitely have heard there's more companies that are kind of utilizing slack to like put some of their like high profile customers in to be able to have very easy access chatting <laughs> with them and stuff yeah yeah i've seen that but i mean otherwise I, I i feel like uh i don't know communities for companies have been around and i don't know if there's necessarily as much change or growth there i'm not sure uh but yeah maybe there's more to learn about there for sure uh, yeah, it's, it's so one thing that's also still a mystery and which I'm trying to <laughs> figure out a little bit more is because there are so many options to go, like so many tools to build a community on these days. And to be honest, they don't differentiate that much. Like even if you look at mm -hmm. Discourse or Vanilla, uh, if you look at Slack or Discord, um, <laughs> if you look at Playgroup or Circle, they aren't that different and it's it's kind of hard to choose a tool to build your community on. And so I'm I'm also trying to figure out with those people building those communities, like how are they even deciding which tool they want to use? Because if, if that's like, if I understand what they're looking for a little better, that can only be like beneficial, I, I guess. Um, oh, for sure. Because then I kind of know what exactly is 
you know pulling them to a certain tool and what they are actually looking for but that's also yeah. like in my experience from talking to a few people about that they don't really know <laughs> why they <laughs> go with a certain tool <laughs> or they just end up with something because they they just look at, at at some or at all of them and then just went with their gut like that feels good it looks good it seems to work for the community i tested it with like 10 to 20 members yeah, the, the playgroup design is amazing <laughs> <laughs> well thank you <laughs> i keep hearing that's that. why they it's, went with it honestly that is actually kind of a selling factor for a lot of people <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's really hard to f to even like those people who decided on something cannot really sometimes pin down like why they went with that <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say just trying to get more of the people that signed up and started their trial like getting them on a call would yeah. probably be beneficial to go through that kind of decision-making process with them yeah yeah um and understand who they are like who your target audience is from how they talk about it um and and they probably are what you're saying most likely i would guess like the the makers and stuff but uh that would probably help just to give you more detail about who this this group is because like going back to the positioning like you're saying i could definitely you know if you talk to all these people and you decide like, okay, there is a big enough market here for specifically makers or something like that. And you position yourself directly towards them. I could see you really having an upper hand compared to these other community platforms. Cause it's like, Hey, I am specifically for you. I'm building this for people like you. You could really carve out that niche. Um, so I, I think how you're thinking about it is really good. Yeah. But um, so yeah, just figuring that out. Yeah. Kind of looking for my, uniqueness there but at the same time i'm very afraid that that's actually not the case <laughs> like circle um who is kind of the cool new kid on the block they are specifically saying like that's actually <laughs> almost the only sentence on the landing page is um f forums for creators and then if you get their sign up email what they what they count as creators is and i can quote that here actually it's community builders content creators uh, looking for membership options course creators <laughs> with student communities coaches bloggers and brands and startups so it's then you know like they're kind of narrowing it down on the landing page saying we're for creators and then creators is suddenly everybody for them <laughs> um but it feels like if i do the same and say hey i'm kind of for those membership people who create content mm -hmm then it's direct competition, I feel, um, which doesn't have to be a bad thing. Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing. But then I would say that I kind of need to differentiate more from what they are offering, mm -hmm. which then, like, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like we need to have April Dunford on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I did rant on Twitter. <laughs> I, I guess you're referring to that. And she actually offered yeah. to jump on a call with me to... Uh, to talk about the positioning and I hope that I can report back next week uh, that I have learned something from that <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome yeah I definitely should do that yeah that tweet was really good lots of interesting conversation around <laughs> that uh, it's so almost it's, definitely go check that out it's almost always those tweets where I'm just frustrated and I'm like man that sucks and I just tweet that and <laughs> And people jump in and they have something helpful to say. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see where this goes, kind of what you lean towards in the future weeks here. And uh, 
yeah, that, that was a good conversation. Um, so hopefully listeners, you enjoyed listening to us. <laughs> think Struggling. about this. <laughs> Struggling. Yet again. Yes. <laughs> yep. Always. Um, but yeah, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much the end of this one. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you in another episode. See you next week.